Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. I want to read from the book of John chapter 4. I'm going to go through 1 through 14, a little bit of lengthy reading. Very familiar passage that uh, most of us have heard several times. About the woman at the well. And as I like to do with puns and such, you might notice my title might have something to do with something different than just the song. Some things never change. <clears throat> Sorry, I also like to give away the surprise at the beginning. So, <clears throat> all right. So, John chapter 4, verse 1 through 14, it says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea. And departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Now we probably heard people talk about that many times. But there was a need in Samaria. He knew that he had to go through Samaria. The Jews definitely tried to stay away and avoid Samaria at all cost. They would rather deal with Gentiles than deal with what they called basically, I guess, half-breeds or whatever. Where they're half-Jew and half-something else. Um, they just didn't want any dealings with the Samaritans. They were outcasts. They were looked look down as like dogs or something. That's why the, the whole story of the Good Samaritan was such a uh, controversial story at the time because here a, a priest and a rabbi, sounds like a good joke, right? Walks through and passes by a guy that's another Jewish man that got beat up and and robbed by thieves and he's laying there on the side of the road almost dead and the the priest and the scribe or the rabbi or whoever pass by and they say "Ah, I don't have time for this I'm too busy I'm too important I got so many things going on that's that's way more important than stopping and helping this guy and then a Samaritan who shouldn't even have any dealings with a Jew stops by and takes care of the man and takes him to a, a place where he can mend his wounds and then pays for his hotel stay until he's well and uh, takes care of everything it was you know pretty controversial story to think of a Samaritan helping a Jew or a Jew helping a Samaritan or talking to each other so we find this spot at the um, in Samaria that that Jesus decided that he needed to go through Samaria it says then cometh he to a city of Samaria which is called Sychar near to the the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph now Jacob's well was there Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey thus or set thus on the well and I'm sure when he said on the well it wasn't like enshrined into a ginormous orthodox church like it is now uh, 
because everything's like that in Israel, right? <laughs> but he was sitting on the side of the well, um, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew asketh or asked drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked nothing to draw with or that would sir thou or I'm sorry, let me read again. Wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given the living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So, what Jesus did sitting at the side of the well on this day was he right then and there he broke ground now there was already a well dug he wasn't digging a well that day as far as a physical well he wasn't um he wasn't saying you know i can build a better well i'm gonna i'm gonna come over here and start digging but he did for sure break ground in this woman's life this woman was uh not a woman that was uh uh of high um, social stance um, Jesus later on starts talking to her and, and asking her you know call your husband I'll, I'll give you some water call your husband and she says I don't have a husband and he says well you've spoken well you actually have five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband either so she was not a woman that was uh, probably had a very good reputa reputation you know when when the when the hut has the revolving door on it of of, of men coming in and out, you probably tend to uh, uh, neighbors probably tend to start looking and seeing and knowing what's going on, and it's not a good thing in most societies. So this woman was not only a Samaritan, but she was also you know a woman that had a lot of sin in her life. She had a whole lot of mistakes that she has made. Um, and she was living in sin right then and there. She was not living right. But you could tell that there was something inside of her that was hungry and thirsty. She wanted more for her life than, than what she had. She wanted something that was deeper than what she had. And so what does Jesus do? He comes in and he starts breaking ground in her life. He starts digging into her life. He starts digging a well in her Sometimes when God starts um, digging in our life, 
it's not always uh, a painless process. God has a way of, of shaking us up and, and opening our eyes to, to what he wants to do, um, but it, it comes through sometimes the pain and the hurt of dealing with where we are right now and, and what we're doing right now with our life. This woman... I guarantee you she didn't want to come to the well to start talking about all her sins and all the stuff. And Jesus didn't just point it in her face either. But he did stop her and he broke ground with her and he brought peace between a conflict that had gone on hundreds of years. He had brought peace with him. And that is what broke the ground was that peace. Before he started speaking truth to her, he brought in peace. If we look at the story of, of Thomas, when Thomas had heard from the disciples that they had seen Jesus and, and they had felt the nails, the nails scarred hands and, and they'd started telling him about all the things that Jesus had done and all the blessings that Jesus had brought after he had been risen from the grave, Thomas didn't believe them. Thomas did not believe them. And he said, I'm not going to believe until I see the hands of Jesus. I'm not going to believe until I feel his nail-scarred hands and I see him with my own eyes. And it says that they were in a house and they were locked up. The door is locked. And Thomas was in there. And it says that Jesus came through and, it, and it, the first thing out of Jesus' mouth was, Peace be unto you. So not only did he unlock, he came through a door that was locked, but he unlocked a life that was bound up with unbelief. And so he, he spoke peace into that situation when he first came in, the conflict, all the struggles that Thomas was dealing with in his personal life. He came in and he brought peace and it unlocked the door in his heart. And then Jesus started showing him truth. There's a lesson there that we can learn that if you're going to speak truth to people, you need to bring peace first. You need to bring a peace that only comes from God, a peace that comes through our life. People are going to listen to you if you are bringing peace to them. Those people that you can watch thousands of YouTube videos of, of guys on the street preaching the word of God and, and the things that they're saying is totally true, but they're doing it in a way that is is causing conflict standing in a place that you know people are going to hate you people are going to treat you bad and I don't, I don't know where the Bible says that we should go out looking for conflict and we should go out trying to um, just make people angry because it just causes a divide in, in the truth people aren't going to listen to the truth if they know that all you're doing is just causing conflict but Jesus started this conversation with peace. He talked to her, and that was the peace that came. Just the fact that a Jew was talking to a Samaritan. The woman said it herself, that the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. But Jesus brought peace, and he broke ground. <clears throat> what God starts... He, for sure, rest assured, he will finish. He will finish. If God starts a work in your life, he will finish it. 
if you trust in him and you don't fight against it, we all fight against it, but if you don't continually fight against it and fight against it and, and, and not let God have his way, if, if, you, if you allow yourself to be put in the hands of God, God is going to finish what he started. <clears throat> Jesus never starts a work that he doesn't plan on finishing. He never starts a work that he doesn't plan on finishing. That is his nature. Do you think that, what, what, would, what would this world look like if God said on the third day, you know what, I got the light, I got the water, it's good, you know, that's enough. That's all they need, warmth and water. You know, I'm not going to create any life in there, nothing could be sustained. Um, can't even have uh, things floating around for the fish to eat, you know. So I can't create fish. But what if God would have just stopped? No, he started it and he finished it. The things that he promised to people in the Bible, he finished the work that he promised. When, when God promised the Israelites that he would put in them a new heart, he did it. He created a heart of flesh where they had hearts of stone. It took several years, hundreds of years later when Jesus came and he died on the cross and he rose again and then he poured out his spirit upon all flesh. We were made to, to be able to have a relationship with God where it's not just a priest going and doing a sacrifice for us and we're so distanced from, from the obedience and we're so distant from what we're supposed to do in the sacrifice we may give an animal but but that was it we didn't we didn't kill the animal ourselves we didn't burn it on an off on an altar but but now we have we have Christ living within us he is our ultimate sacrifice he died for our sins so what he started in us he's going to finish his promises do come to pass Jesus also never starts a work without someone first being hungry and thirsty for him to draw near. You have to be hungry and thirsty for God. God will never force himself upon you. He won't ever try and just make you do or make you go through what he wants you to go through if you're not willing to just lay your life down and be hungry and thirsty for God. The thing about people that went deeper and deeper towards God and deeper into the presence of God and deeper into um, a hunger and a thirst for God, God always had so much more for them. God always had so much more for them. So Jesus never starts a work without someone being hungry first. You have to be hungry if you want God to work in your life. You have to want him. Bible says that we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Jesus also doesn't grow impatient with the work that he starts in us. We grow impatient. We uh, kind of lose our minds sometimes when the pain comes. God, if you wonder if God knows what will really set you off and will really you know, grind your gears. God, God definitely knows exactly what that is. And he's not doing it to try to, 
to, to anger you. He's not doing it to try and make you, um, you know, miserable or anything like that. But growth is painful. Has anybody tried to dig a well in here? Anybody? Man, there we go. It's probably not easy, is it? It's, it's a shovel. It might, might be a pick. A lot of digging. Uh, you know, sometimes you dig hundreds of feet before you hit water. I mean, it's, it depends on the land. It depends on the, the water table or whatever you call it. I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's work. But when God starts digging a well in our life and he starts digging deeper and deeper, it's going to be painful. It's not going to be easy. But it's going to be worth it. This woman, what God was doing in her life, it was going to transform her life. She was obviously, with several men that she just kept going back and forth to, um, maybe that wasn't all the men that she had been with, but obviously she was looking for, for something that she didn't have. She was looking for love. Love, as they say, in all the wrong places. She was looking for it. She was looking for someone to bring peace to her life. That's what we're all looking for is peace, right? We're all looking for peace. We don't, I mean, people that, I don't understand people that want conflict, that want to go out looking for conflict. I can't stand that. I want peace in my life. And, and, and I think that everybody does, that really, truly what people want is peace. But this woman needed peace in her life. And God gave it to her. The Bible says in Philippians 1, 6, it says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He that hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> the church, even this church, is the start of a work not fulfilled or, or, or completed, but a work that's growing, it's expanding, and it's, it's trying to live triumphantly. We're overcoming things as a, as a group, as a body of believers. We're on a journey, and God isn't done with us. God hasn't perfected us yet. Thank God that we go to a church where there's people that have real problems people have real needs and I say that because if we didn't have needs then we wouldn't need God sometimes God keeps things and allows things in your life because that's the only time that you pray you know you only pray whenever your money is running low I'm, I'm just saying could possibly be why but we we know that God has started something a long time ago well before we even got here and God started a work. God called a family here, the Bruces, to this city. And they were called here because somebody was hungry. Anytime that God calls anybody to any place, there's somebody that is hungry. There's somebody that wants it. So if it's truly a calling from God, there will be hunger that happens before that. But God has started a work in this place. God has started a work in this church. And he's going to finish it. And we're in a process. And it's not always easy. And sometimes we, we get confused in the process. Sometimes we, we go through pain. 
but God has a plan God is growing us he's he's not just trying to make quantity we could get people in here if we really wanted them to be in here we could put signs free barbecue every Sunday and I guarantee you we'd be filling this place you know there's other other things we could give out for free and we could get people in here but but is that what we want is that the goal to just bring a bunch of people into this church no God's creating quality not just quantity and we are going to see people fill this place we are but we are going to be ready for them and we're going to disciple them and we're going to help them to stay not just be people that are coming in and out but we want to be a part of of this well that God is digging in this church this well that God is digging when when we when water's springing forth it's going to bless everybody it's going to bless everyone same thing with our lives we are we are wells of living water as the bible says that out of our bellies shall flow forth rivers of living water we're all called to be wells and sometimes we don't like the process of the digging we don't like the process of 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 what god is trying to do to dig to the deeper places but be confident he that has begun a good work will perform it think about this a well is just a hole in the ground nothing but a hazard have you ever tripped in a hole i had a friend that lived by us uh, when we lived in wood river and he broke his arm got a cast and you know was running around for six weeks with that cast or whatever we were playing kickball and stuff a lot and and he still had that cast he gets the cast off and is running around the yard and trips in a hole and breaks his it it breaks that same arm or breaks his other arm the same day he got the cast off and no it wasn't josh oh i think he did that before too where he broke his arm and and got uh, another cast the same day or something i don't know broke his arm got the cast off anyway but a well is just a hole in the ground it's just a hazard in the middle of the yard if it's never dug deep enough to hit water oh but when it fills up it fills and all that are around it can drink that water that cool refreshing water and the well fulfills its purpose we don't want to be just a hole in the ground we don't want to be a hazard we don't want to be half dug where we say okay god that's enough i'm, I'm not gonna I've, I've gone through the pain i've gone through the struggle and i i've had enough i'm done i don't i don't think you're gonna finish what you started and we become we go through a process where we become we could become bitter we could become just we could fall away from the truth because we are nothing but a hazard to ourselves and to others and nobody wants to be around uh, a hazard but God didn't God didn't actually uh, just start with this woman and dig this well inside of her and then just stop the Bible says if you look at the book of Acts um, I think chapter 8 it talks about how there was an outpouring when Philip went to Samaria so in other words 
it continued until she found that living water that living water that that hit Samaria so I believe that she was there and she experienced that because hungry people don't stop until they're satisfied so we we all want to fill our fulfill our purpose and we as a church want to fulfill the purpose that we have been called to in this community in this city <clears throat> but may we be patient enough to let the father fulfill us with his perfect will because we we don't want to settle for for part of his will or some of his will but we want that perfect will of god the bible says in jeremiah 33 1 through 3 it says Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, not in a good place, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The Lord that formed it to establish it to establish it he formed it to establish it so he didn't start something that he didn't plan on perfecting he started it to perfect it to establish it something that's established is is solid it's it's going to stay it's going to last the lord the maker formed it to establish it the lord is his name Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Somebody needs to call out to the Lord. Somebody needs to call out his name when they're going through trouble. We need to, as, as a church body, realize the power of the name of Jesus. That everything in heaven and in earth has to bow to that name we have the power of that name and I would love to see some things some great and mighty things which I know not about it's in his word it's his promise he formed it he established he's going to establish it <clears throat> we go through pain because the work that is worth doing is never easy the, the work that any work that you can do that is really worth doing is not easy you know um, I could probably have taken like um, I don't know maybe some plastic sheets and like laid it down on my floor in my kitchen and it would have worked you know some like blue orange bright something just you know, I could have laid it down and it would have worked. And it would have been, you know, not that long. I could have cut the holes around, you know, the cabinets and stuff and just, that's ah, close enough, you know, don't measure anything. Just, But, um, you know, I had to pay a price for the nice floor that I had. Me and Lindsay, we were on our knees for like 12 hours. And I didn't realize that you shouldn't do that. I thought that, I, I was convinced for like, six days after that that I had a blood clot <laughs> I was like oh this is pain pain right here you know 
And you know, you never Google your symptoms because they always lead to something disastrous. Well, it could be a headache, but it could be death in the next five seconds. So you wait five seconds and you take an aspirin. But some things are worth doing and they're worth doing well. And that is God. I mean, just look at creation. Look at what God has done. Um, all the things that God has created, he didn't have to. He didn't have to make the deer taste so good, you know, but he did. He didn't have to, uh, you know, make us, or he didn't have to make all the spices that we put in the deer meat to make it even better, but he chose to, thank God. But God is a, is a perfectionist, and what he started, he's going to finish, and he's going to make it perfect. But like I said, we go through the pain because the, the work that is worth doing is never easy, but it's always worth it in the end. Wells are worth digging if there's no water around. If it's a dry place, it needs water. There are thirsty people if it's a dry place. Just like this city, there's all kinds of uh, places where you can you know, find religion, you can find, um, you know, pieces of truth, you can find, um, you know, some people think they find truth in, in a lot of different things. It, it, uh, this book changed my life, you know, people have said, these self-help books have changed my life. One time me and, me and Ben were at the uh, bookstore, and we're just walking by, and I just noticed on this end cap, there's all these self-help books and literally, I counted, I think, like eight or nine books that had like a cuss word in the title, in the self-help books. So I guess people feel like you, if you swear, you'll feel better or something. I don't know. I didn't read them. It just was like, wow, what kind of society are we turning into here? But yeah, it was almost like somebody did it to be funny, but it's, they were all like self-help books. But anyway... Uh, don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but but why is it why is it painful? Why is it painful? We know that you know going through pain, you know it's worth it because of the work that that comes from it. But but why the pain? Why couldn't there be another way to do this? Because digging a well looks destructive to the land it causes an impact on the land you're digging there's 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 mud that's being thrown all over the place there's dirt you know you, you make a big pile of dirt you're, you're pulling dirt out of out of the earth and it's got to go somewhere so it's sitting in a pile somewhere and and so it's not something that you know is going to be uh, unnoticed you're digging a well and it's destructive to the land, but when water is sprung, the land is not only replenished, but it's thriving. <clears throat> Jeremiah 33, 6 through 8 says, Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return and will build them as at the first and I will cleanse them from all their iniquity 
whereby they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities, whereby they have sinned, and whereby they have transgressed against me. There's that peace and truth again. It says, I will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. God starts a work in us by bringing peace. God starts a work by bringing that peace that passes all understanding. He, he gets us in his presence. He gets us to a place where we realize, okay, this is what satisfies my soul. This is what I need. This is what life is truly about, is in the presence of God and in his perfect peace that all things are right, all things are okay. We go through the pain because God is trying to get us to realize that all the things that you go through, all the things that I'm allowing to happen in your life, you should be turning to me and getting that peace. It causes us to keep going back to that peace and going back to that truth because we know that if, if God said it, then he's going to do it. So we know that there's that truth in there that, okay, he started it, so he promised me that he's going to finish it. And that peace that we need so desperately to actually go through the pain and actually go through the hurt. That's what God wants to bring to us today. And we can truly say, it is well with my soul. That whatever you choose, God, that's okay with me. And I like how Jesus says, I you know, didn't really think about this before, but John 4, when it's in verse 14, when Jesus says, whoever drinks this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water. Shall be in him a well of water. So it, the well is, is dug within us. And it starts with God digging. You know, God's got to pull some things out of us to get to that water source, to get to that place where his spirit can, can flow in our lives. <clears throat> in the Garden of Eden, it was a place of peace and truth, yet Satan deceived and lied and stripped the land of peace. Um, and then God came in and he restored peace and truth. He restored peace and truth in our life. If you look at, if you look at John chapter 20, verse 24 through 28. This is the story that I talked about of Thomas. And as you can read in verse 26, it says that when the door is shut, Jesus said, peace be unto you. We've all been locked up in different points in our life. We've all been unbelieving. But Jesus came and restored peace, and then he brought his truth. <clears throat> reach hither thy fingers, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hands, and, and thrust it into, thy, into my side, and be not faithless, but believe. So this is truth that God has given us. He's, he wants to bring in peace. He wants to bring in truth to our lives. I think it's interesting too when you look at putting on the armor of God. 
we talk about the helmet of salvation that's to protect our protect our minds uh, we put on the breastplate of righteousness cover our heart with with the righteousness of god we take the sword of the spirit which is the word of god we take the shield of faith quenches every fiery dart of the wicked you know those are things that basically protect us they protect us our hearts protected our heads protected our shield we move it all around our sword we're fighting against the enemy and keeping them at bay but then we get to the the belt of truth um if you look at the history of the roman soldiers and what they actually put on when they put on a belt that was where their rank was they had they had different ranks and different types of symbols and different types of 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 decorations on that belt that hung there and that would show people the truth of who is this who is this officer uh you know this is uh you know he's over a legion or he's over a you know group of people over here or whatever i you know i don't know the i didn't read into all that but i just know that the the belt was a, a symbol of truth that i have authority to do this or to do that i have authority so when we put on the belt of truth god has given us authority god has given us rank in his kingdom where we have power over the enemy we have power over things that would try to come against us and so but it is a symbol of truth but then it says that you should have your feet shod or your feet you know bound to the preparation or the readiness of the gospel of peace so in other words you're dressing for war but you're you're walking in peace we you know it's so important that peace is upon our feet or everywhere that we go because nobody's going to care about our rank nobody's going to care about our our title nobody's going to care about the truth that we have if we don't walk in peace if we don't bring peace to people that are hurting people that are in chaos people that you know don't know where their next meal is going to come from people that don't know how they're going to afford new clothes for their kid you know they don't they're not going to care about the gospel until they see the peace that you bring and the love that you have in your heart then they will listen then they will hear you when jesus broke ground in this woman's life if you would have started out by saying woman you know you you've been with a bunch of men and you've done all these things she would have said well you know what whatever i'm leaving she wouldn't have listened to him she wouldn't have felt that desire to go deeper and to talk to this man more and to find more of God. But she was drawn in by the peace that he brought. <clears throat> so Jesus talked to the woman of the well and brought peace by breaking hundreds of years of prejudices. And then she listened to the truth that he freely offered and she was rendered satisfied and she was rendered fulfilled <clears throat> no one will care about what you have or the truth or the authority that's been given to you if you don't walk in and bring peace that's just how it is prepare for peace and walk in peace 
or prepare for war and walk in peace. So, God is doing a work in every one of our lives. He's doing a work in this church. And he's not done. He's not finished. He's continuing. And we're all a part of that. <clears throat> and then uh, in, in John 4, 34, when the disciples came back, the disciples came back with this food and they were like, you know, master, you should eat. And he says, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me to finish his work, to finish his work. So that's, that's what Jesus does. That's who Jesus is, is one that starts something and finishes it. He doesn't start anything unless he's going to finish it. <clears throat> I have just one last thing and I'm closing here. Um, but it was uh, probably, I don't know, eight months ago or more. Could have been a year. I don't even know. I don't remember now. But I was just like praying and I was just going through a lot of stuff. And I knew that where I was at and what I was dealing with was very much to do with what God wanted. I was in the will of God and it was very uncomfortable. Sometimes being in the will of God is, is not the most pleasant thing. But if you know that you're in the will of God, then everything is okay. You can get through anything. But I was just sitting there praying at the youth building and I was just kind of in that place where I was like God why am I going through this what, what are you doing God what are you trying to do why am I going through all this pain and I just like it wasn't like you know just all of a sudden um, there was just like a big screen before me and I seen this huge vision but I just I just seen something in the spirit and it was God's hand reaching down and I could see a well being dug and, but I could see all these fingernail marks scratching down the sides of, of this well. And I could see that it was painful, that it hurt, that every time that he dug his nails into me, that it, it was painful. It was not easy. But he was trying to get to the water. He was trying to get to the water source. And that was the only way. And so this pain that we're going through is not pain that is without purpose but it has to be done for us to fulfill the purpose that God has for us. So I believe that that vision's not just for me, but it's for every one of us. Every one of us that is hungry and thirsty, that God is doing something, and you can rest assured that he's not done yet, that he's going to continue. And when you spring forth and, and you, you have water coming out, people are going to be drawn to you. People are going to be... People are drawn to water sources. That's why every major city is built near a water source. Because people are drawn to water. We need water. And the Spirit of God is what this world is looking for. And because of that, God's digging in your life. And so hopefully we can truly say that it is well with my soul. Because it is, it's worth it. It's worth it. Why don't we go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat>